This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, Election Day. Do your civic duty and watch BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who just filled out the application for BYU's Rose Bowl Parade float, Jerem Jordan. Now, Big Game Boomer has had some posts where it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. This one's not one of them. This one's super weird. In his latest projection, uh, you know, he had uh, BYU in the Rose Bowl playing Oregon. It's like, wait, what? BYU's not going to make the Rose Bowl, dog, uh, with two losses? I'd yeah, I, I don't really see that. That would be amazing. TCU kind of got an at-large, uh, you know, in, what, 2010 or something and, and won that game, which is pretty cool. But that one's a little off to me. I did ask Samson Nakua about the prospect of BYU playing a bowl game against whoever the Pac-12 champion is to further solidify BYU's potential at hanging a Pac-12 banner. <laughs> no, we're going to hang one. We don't need a bowl game to do that. We'll just do it, yeah. Rose Bowl or not, here's your show lineup. The first college football playoff rankings of 2021 revealed tonight. Will BYU's resume resonate with the committee more so than it did last year? Wouldn't it be something if BYU entered right around number 14 with two losses That'd be nice. like they did last year but undefeated and seemingly having played nobody? Blaine Fowler? Dual Threat Analyst will join us to discuss that, where he feels like BYU is going to end up in that college football playoff poll. As I mentioned, Samson Nakua, my one-on-one with him, and Top 5 Tuesday features the top five shootouts in BYU football history on the heels of that unforgettable game against Virginia. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football coach Klein Stocky addressed the media yesterday, said center James Empey could return for the bowl game. So sounds like he's out for the regular season, right? Also, he's looking forward to honoring the seniors in the final home game Saturday. Really looking forward to having our last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, for some of these young men, they'll never be able to play a game in that stadium again. So I uh, just want to make sure that we keep the focus on that and respect our opponents. They're well coached. They, they've had some, some tough games, but also they've been competitive. I'm really interested in seeing which players are listed. Will Tyler Algier say, I'm out? Will Gunnar Romney, like COVID seniors and juniors that want to go early? Who knows? Cougar pregame live at 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Countdown to kickoff, 90-minute edition. Starts at 2 Eastern on BYU TV. It is the final home game. It is it is early November, but here we go. You know what BYU football needs to do? They need to hire Mark Pope as an off-season re-recruiting coordinator mm. to help them bring back some of their big-time names. It's Yeah, it's it's worked for a couple guys. Didn't work for everybody, but yeah. yeah. Speaking of, BYU sophomore running back Tyler Algier named the College Sports Madness Independent Offensive Player of the Week for a third time this season after 29 carries, 266 yards, and a school-tying record five touchdowns in a single game last Saturday. Both Algier and Campbell Barrington named to the Pro Football Network Team of the Week with Clark Barrington and Peyton Wilgar named to the second team. Jaron Hall, an honorable mention. Samson Nakua is added to the Polynesian Player of the Year watch list. Last season, Zach Wilson won the award. Yes, Zach Wilson's Polynesian. 
Nakua has nine catches for 166 yards and three touchdowns this season. Feels like he has 50. He only has nine, but he's super efficient. Scores one in every three uh, catches for a touchdown. Finalists will be announced on November 30th. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs outlast the New York Giants, the struggling New York Giants last night. Sorensen had two tackles and a 20-17 win. He now has 39 total tackles on the season. The Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. Andy Reid is 7-1 and one in Monday Night Football contests. BYU women's volleyball moves up spots number six in this week's ABCA poll. The Cougars are 21-1 and one overall, 11-0 in the West Coast Conference. Hard to beat right now. Only one loss all season. Cougars play at Gonzaga and Portland this week. Jerem at number six. They're flirting with something special here. Potential another final four. Ooh, okay. The key in 2018 was hosting. Yes. I, I don't. Their and RPI is not going to be good enough to do that. I don't think. BYU swimmer Tony Puertas competed at the Puerto Rico Invitational Swimming Open over the weekend and set a Peruvian national record in the 50-meter butterfly, 23.84 seconds. He beat the previous national record by almost a full half second. He was blazing in the water. Congratulations to Tony. Back to the women's volleyball. 22 in the RPI. It ain't happening. Not First enough. second rounds. Yeah. yeah. Men's rugby beat Colorado State 6-2-0. My old roommate, Steve St. Pierre's coach. Nice job, Steve. Uh, to finish the fall season 6-0 and and win the Rocky Mountain Conference Championship. Nice job, guys. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com, and we're focusing on college football playoff ranking parity. More so where BYU will fall in the first college football playoff rankings of 2021. There's some juicy context here given that BYU was undefeated was kind of the national darling, not just kind of, straight up the national darling at this point last year, but wound up at number 14 and very upset, feeling disrespected. So now with five Power 5 wins, the most recent over Virginia, BYU number 17 in the AP poll, yet two losses. Jerem, will BYU be over or under the AP ranking of 17 tonight in those initial college football playoff rankings? I'm thinking... Close to the mark, but maybe just on or off. I'm I'm hoping BYU is top 16. I think that's a great spot. And then in the next three weeks, hey, maybe BYU can sneak up to as high as 12 and and be on the outside looking in in that New Year's Six conversation. A two-loss BYU, I don't think, has a realistic shot at a New Year's Six. I think a one-loss BYU, it was going to be a hard ask anyway. Undefeated BYU should be in, but BYU's not undefeated. All good. Um, yeah, UTSA is the BYU from last year now. Yep, exactly. Right? Not Cincinnati, who Cincinnati's the most intriguing team to watch tonight. Will they be in the top four? If they're fourth, then they're easy to bump out later. If they're two, they'll be harder to bump out the next several weeks. But I think BYU will be somewhere between you know, 16 and 19 in that spot. I don't understand the questioning of Cincinnati, given that they have one of the best wins in college football this season on the road at Notre Dame, who is currently ranked number eight. Yet they're dealing with some of the, well, what does their resume look like? I know the win at Indiana doesn't look very good. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Cincinnati. They are representing a large group of teams in that group of five category. Of course, they're going to be in the Big 12, but some interest there. As far as BYU goes... I wonder who will be number one, said no one. <laughs> Georgia has clearly been dominant. Number one, yeah. As far as BYU goes, yeah, I'm looking at how the committee handles UTSA 
to know how I should feel about where to place BYU. UTSA does have a Power 5 win at Illinois. Talk to me, because I feel differently. But they haven't really played anybody else. Okay, so it would, right. How they view UTSA... They won at Illinois, who beat Penn State, whatever. How they view UTSA will tell me if they are congruent or in line with what they did to BYU last year. If UTSA comes in at like number 19 or number 20, it's like, okay, I, the committee's consistent in that regard. Well, I, last year the Pac-12 and the Big Ten started late. So to me, there's no comp there. The point is, you either appreciate an undefeated record when you haven't played many teams, or you don't. We'll find that out tonight. Well, they will appreciate it. They'll be in the top 25. How much do they appreciate exactly. it? Exactly. To me, is the question. Do they They'll appreciate the it? Do they appreciate it enough to put UTSA where they are in the AP poll, which is number 16, one spot above BYU, or do they value BYU's five power five wins more than what UTSA has played? So that's why I'm watching like, that very closely. Is they're right next to each other in the AP poll? You, I would not be shocked, based on the history of the committee, was saying, you got to go challenge yourselves. You got to have power five wins if BYU is above UTSA in the initial college football playoff poll because of the parameters that they said were so important. Yeah, now, if that's and, not the case, then I've got serious issue. Yeah, how many losses does it take to equal UTSA's eight no schedule, right? Like, if BYU's above UTSA, all right, they, they value the strength of schedule. BYU's played six power fives. One, th- one thing against BYU's resume, unfortunately, here, and trust me, I'm happy, happy as a whatever uh, about this season, is uh, none of the teams have really – we were hoping like one of these teams would be like a win that pops – Nationally, none of those wins really pop right now. Like, oh, top 20 win or top 10 win or whatever. BYU's uh, volumically done really well. Like, Baylor was that chance, right? It didn't happen. Wins at, like, Utah and Arizona State. You're talking right about now, what they are right now. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at the, the time of the game because they were two ranked teams no, 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 at the time right, of the game. Yeah, right now for the college football playoff tonight. The, BYU doesn't have a win that's like, oh, dude, that's a great win. This should be high. Uh, BYU has, like, a volume of wins. Strength schedule according to Sagarin in the 30s, which is really good. Trust me, you could be Ohio State and be 43rd or Oklahoma in 70th or Cincy in 94th. That will be the undoing of Cincinnati if there is one. You're bringing up an interesting point right, right. there against Ohio State. Right, against Ohio State. Yes. I'm not saying Ohio State should be super low. That's for the top four or five. BYU's not in that combo. It's it's the, uh, yeah, how much how, how, how much will BYU's schedule be valued? We'll find out tonight. And, and in the end, like, it's fun. It doesn't really matter, like, if you're not in the New Year's Six combo, you're in this like uh, abyss of Independence Bowl place, right? Which is okay. It's for us to be like, sweet, ranked for only the second season in the college football playoff era. BYU's in the top 25 tonight, back which to would be seasons. awesome. This is like a, a normal regular season to sort of validate that idea, right? And the fact that BYU loaded up and has actually responded in a way that historically it has not. This is just the second season ever. BYU's going to have a a north of 500 record playing four or more power fives. Like, BYU traditionally doesn't have this kind of season. This is a special, awesome season. So I'm going to enjoy it. If BYU's 21 tonight, I'm not going to fret too much. BYU's in the top 25. They're going to be 9-2 going into SC. All good. Like, BYU's pacing to be potentially in the top 15 when the dust settles on the whole season, which is super exciting. There's not a ton of those seasons. Very unique season for BYU, which takes us to our stat of the day. 
the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. There are two teams in all the land that currently have five wins over FBS teams with winning records. BYU and Georgia. That's the list. It's pretty good. Granted, Georgia does have a couple of wins that pop because they have faced and beaten teams that are still currently in the AP poll. Because SEC. BYU did have two ranked teams. If the Pac-12 didn't suck so much, maybe BYU would too. Well, Utah (laughs) is receiving votes, so that is, I guess... Hopeful that maybe Moral the victory. get into the top yeah. twenty-five at some point. No, they're they're playing better ball, except for the Oregon State game. Yeah. Washington State is a team that's playing better football. Oh, man, BYU yeah. knocked them out. They just took it to Arizona State. But five t- teams that have winning records—that is impressive. Along with the five Power Five wins, how much does the committee value that? The BCS standings. Yes, that's still a thing. Okay, they're still well, calculating these things well, on the outside. Simulated, it's not real. It's not a real thing. Simulated yeah. BCS yeah, settings yeah, yeah, yeah. based on what the formula was when it went away a number of years ago. <laughs> BYU's number nineteen. Yeah, which by the way, forty-five in ESPN FPI right now. Forty-five for BYU. Thirty-one in Sagarin. Uh, football Outsiders F plus forty-seven. Massey rating, which is a, a composite of it's like bracket matrix, but for football. 19. So 19, 17, eight, that's kind of the spot I expect tonight. Sure. As long yeah. as BYU is ahead of Coastal Carolina tonight, I'm good. They will be. I'm good with right. that. Right? Yeah. We expect yes, them to be. They should be. Okay, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Unless the committee pulls a stunner and values Coastal's then, schedule over then, BYU's. Then BYU needs to ratchet it back again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our question of the day, where does BYU need to be? in the college football playoff rankings tonight for you as a fan <laughs> to feel happy. I'm happy regardless, dude. Well, not if they're 25. Top yeah. 20, I'm good. Top 20, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Top 20 for you. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. If BYU comes in anywhere between 17 and 19, that feels right. You're always 22. Or... We'll be bugged. <laughs> we'll be bugged because there will be some teams yeah. ahead of BYU that are like, Resume. Why didn't we play six power fives if well those power fives haven't performed as well as we were hoping, I think. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At TTBS08 on Twitter answers within two spots of where they are in the AP and coaches polls. If where where's BYU in the coaches? I literally don't Number pay 20, attention. I, I have believe. no idea. Number twenty, I believe. Twenty? Oh, don't care. Okay. That could be number one. I'd be like, mm, it's worthless. The tweet continues. It would be ridiculous if the media and coaches see BYU as a top 20 team and the committee who has the same data and film available decides they aren't. But this was exactly the issue last year. that The committee Let's, did not see BYU as a top 10 team while the media and the coaches did. It's not the za- same voting function. So this committee actually breaks it down. You think the random newspaper writer is – Breaking it down in the same way this committee is for 16 hours Monday and Tuesday? No. It's very different. They just look at the box score for BYU. If they're on the East Coast, they ain't stand up and watching that game. They're asleep. So, no, what the committee does is way juicier than what the AP poll is. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, what they do is juicier, but do you agree with what they come up with, because last year there I'm, were I'm not, many issues. Yeah, no, I'm just saying their process is way deeper than the average like AP voter. Come on, man. Coming up, Zach Wilson doesn't have to travel to John Beck any longer. And Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, will join us to project where he expects to see BYU in the initial college football playoff rankings. 
The Cougars going to be above UTSA. This is BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Welcome to UTSA Sports Nation. (laughs) This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, has 66 points and nine touchdowns to review tonight, so they'll get after it. It's a four-hour edition. I'm just kidding. An hour show, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and I do need to bring up a tweet from our good friend at Cougar Stats. Bring it up. Who mentions that UTSA's resume this year is nothing like BYU's last year. Mm. Referring to the consistent level of dominance over the opponents here. BYU was annihilating just about everyone they played. Mm. UTSA has had several close wins, some against some pretty poor teams. So my point was not that UTSA is playing as well as BYU last year, just that they're undefeated and haven't played really anybody other than maybe Illinois. So let's discuss the college football playoff rankings, where BYU is going to fit, how their resume will be viewed, and teams like UTSA with Blaine Fowler. Welcome to Roadrunner Sports Nation. (laughs) Blaine, I'm intrigued by the teams around BYU based on what BYU has done this year, which is five Power 5 wins. They had no opportunities last year. How do you think the committee is going to view and value BYU's resume this year when the initial poll is released tonight? If they they stick to what they've talked about in past years, then all of a sudden BYU may be surprisingly higher than we think. Because BYU's schedule, you might as well have them in a P5 conference this year with the schedule they've played. They've played a schedule equal to any P5 team in the country right now. And the big complaint where they've always been a little lower than we thought in the past was, well, we've got to look at strength of schedule, and they're just not playing the teams, and they're just not doing the And, and so, so now BYU comes out with a schedule that, that has all of these P5s. They're handling these P5s. They're, they're uh, you know, if the, they just want the Boise State game back. That's all they want. Yeah. Baylor loss you can live with. The Boise State loss – Baylor lost. Baylor beat them up. BYU was not 100% healthy. They got on their heels, and they physically got beat up down there on the road. You're you're okay with that one. That Boise State one where they gave the game away. They're a much better football team than Boise State. They're more talented than Boise State, and they turn the ball over, the great equalizer in football. You have that game back, um, and we're, we're talking about Top twelve team probably right now in the CFP, yeah. but because of that loss, you know we're we're, we're probably going to have them uh, maybe where they are in the AP seventeen ish. Okay, that's um, what we were thinking too. Yeah. Around there, yeah. yeah. And, and and I know that some of the predictions you guys were just talking about around nineteen, but I I I would think that if the committee uses the same thought process that they have in the past, they would go, well, we need to value BYU higher because of who they've played. And and because of that, and because of wins against, you know, they got the best, as you guys as you guys already pointed out, the best record against P five winning teams in the country right now. If that doesn't carry some weight, then what's the committee even talking about? So and, and, I think around seventeen ish. Yeah, and one and one thing that you know, obviously the Boise State game really hurts. Um, is unfortunately Arizona and Utah and whatever, none of them have like really popped to go. Oh, BYU's got a really nice win there. Right. We, they are they are all nice wins, right? To win those games in Power Five in some form, but like the win that really would put BYU like mm, up a couple spots. Yeah, and we were and we've been saying all along. As soon as BYU um, beat Utah, we're going let go Utah. Let's go, go go win. Which they're probably going to win the South anyhow. 
they're just not as impressive as everybody thought they would be. Right. right? The league's just not as impressive as everybody thought it would be. Yep. And then and then when they beat Arizona State, and you're looking at that collection of athletes, you're going, man, that's a really that's a great collection of athletes. <laughs> they're they're not very disciplined. Nope. Is, is my observation from the game BYU played them in? Uh, yeah. And I thought, you know what? Maybe they find some discipline here down the stretch. Huh! That that team's a team that's capable of winning out and winning the South and maybe winning the Pac-12 talent wise. If, if they had discipline. And and then. They just haven't improved on their discipline a bit. They are exactly who I thought they 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 were. They were exactly who they were in the BYU game every other game, right? And it's a team that can beat anybody or lose to anybody on any given Saturday because of of the lack of consistency and discipline. And so so it's a really talented team. The the good news is those of us that watch BYU every week, we look at it and and you go, okay, Arizona State's not disciplined, but they have tremendous team speed and they're very physical. And BYU out physical down the stretch. Utah has gotten better and better, um, and they found found a solution at quarterback. Um, and that's a team that from the get go very physical. A lot of team speed. BYU manhandled them in the second half. Uh, so over and over and again, I'm going. The one thing that that makes this BYU team different is they're standing up against teams that are supposed to be more physical and have more team speed. And they just don't. They did get out physical in the Baylor game, but I look at who BYU started on that offensive line against Baylor, and it was a bunch of sophomore and freshman football players, right? And and Baylor's a bunch of veteran guys out there. And I look and go, okay, BYU's built like a P5 team right now. And I think if you if you ask Utah's def- front seven, defensive front seven, or their their offense, or if you ask Bronco Mendenhall, which he voluntarily uh, disclosed in his post conf- post uh, game conference press conference, he said, "Yeah, this is clearly the most physical team we've played all year." That, I, and that, I, I heard from someone who talked to another BYU assistant coach said, "Wow, BYU was really physical." Same idea. Yeah, yeah. and so so they're as physical as any P five out there. Now, now Baylor out physical. I think Baylor's one of the most physical teams in the country. And they're seven and one, ranked fourteenth. Like that's one where you just yeah. tip your cap. That's yeah. fine. And BYU was not playing with a full complement of guys in that game. Right, so they were they were they were makeshift on the D line because of a bunch of injuries. They're just barely getting healthy on the offensive line. They're missing a couple of starters. Um, you know, Harris Lachance is one of the most physical guys they have. hasn't played for weeks. Um, this was a young offensive line to begin with. Yet they're playing teams. Let's think about this. Bronco just said it's one of the, it's the most physical team they played all season long, and they they started on the offensive line sophomore, sophomore, freshman, junior, freshman. They being BYU. BYU. Mm. Most physical team Virginia's played all year. Get, give those guys two years, and all of a sudden you go, well, this is one of the most physical teams in the country, period, which that's what I expect. That's what they're going to grow into. The fact that they're so physical right now and so young, we all thought, hey, we sat here how many weeks ago preseason and said, you know, I said eight was my watermark, right? Um, and, and I thought, you know, if they had a really special season, they could get to nine wins. You convinced me nine was Yeah, I, I, I felt yeah. like they, they're, yeah. they're capable of nine. They very well could get ten regular season wins. Insane. And this was supposed Love to be – and I feel like they're beyond the rebuild moniker ever. They just kind of reload because they're getting good young talent. I would argue this is a – you could make an argument this is better a better season than last year given the schedule. Absolutely. If you don't value the schedule as much and you just value wins, you go last year. And, they have, and they, they have a chance to get healthy now in the next right. couple of weeks. So they have the Idaho State and then a bye and then and then Georgia Southern. And then, then they play SC. And, and if they can go into SC 100% healthy, I, 
I think BYU beats USC 100 percent healthy. Does BYU need to be 100 percent healthy to beat SC? Um, like, I think SC is another team that's very skilled and very physical and very talented. So I think they need, they need to be healthier than they are right now, right? But I think they will be. And so so they get to 10 and two. If they you know they could very well at that point with all the teams that have to play each other in the next four weeks. They, they could be top 14, top 13 yes. in the CFP. I took a very conservative approach yesterday, just going week to week with the remaining teams that are currently ranked above BYU and seeing just by attrition, by teams that will face each other. If BYU just wins and the teams that are supposed to lose and, and have to lose, for that matter, fall out, then BYU will end up somewhere around 12. Right. Throw in some more and, chaos, yeah. we'll see. This is what 06 and 09 did. Everybody ought to be a real fan of a Baylor now, right? Absolutely. So everybody should be rooting like not just because Jeff Grimes and Mateos and that group are there who are friends and, you know, um, you know, old BYU guys, but because the better Baylor looks, um, the better that loss looks, right, on the road, and the more value, I think, especially in the eyes of the college football playoff committee, that that'll have. And then, then they'll look back and go, yeah, we know they lost to Boise State, but they turned it over four times. And, and, and so I think everybody needs to be a huge Baylor fan right now. And Baylor has a chance to go win that league. And they could get a shot. They could get another shot against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. So let's have Baylor win out, then beat Oklahoma State in the, in the Big 12 championship game and be a, you know, they have an outside chance as a one-loss team, depending on what happens in front of them, of being knocking on the door and going, hey, why, why are you not talking about us for a college football playoff, you know, bid? So, so let's root for Baylor to be a top eight team at mm. least. That makes BYU look a little bit better. I don't know that it changed their bowl situation, but it could cause a lot of uh, discussion mm-hmm. come that time, right? Blaine Fowler is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Just as we're talking about BYU's wins this season, I'm having a hard time pinpointing what qualifies as the best win according to what the committee will see right now. Is it like what are they looking at? Is it Utah now because Utah is receiving votes and they're playing better? Is it Virginia because they were six and two and it's recent? In men's hoops they have net, so we know the sorting tool. We know some of the quads. We don't know that in football very much. And we don't have a, a person that was on the committee for three years to chat about that process. <laughs> like we did with Tom. And, and here's what happens. It changes over time, because if Virginia goes now and wins the Coastal Division and plays in the ACC will championship, will they? Have Brendan Armstrong's that, rib is that, broken. That will be, yeah. That's the question. Tough. Without, without him, because he, he's he's everything. Oh, that's the gosh. best quarterback BYU's faced in in my in my last couple of years. Yeah, like he was phenomenal. No, that, no, that Let's was give incredible. that guy credit. That he is an incredible football player. His his escapability combined with his accuracy and his willing to stand in there and make throws. He's as good as anybody's played a quarterback in. My in my recent memory, Ginger Junior Steve Young. Oh yeah, that's what left, we saw. and he's a lefty too, right? But, but, run, but running all over the place, being tough, um, making throws. And he's got you know they they have giant receivers. Yeah. This is, Virginia's a really skilled offensive football team. Yeah. Like they're so skilled offensively, and they go so fast, they put a ton of pressure on their defense, and it's hard to play defense when you're when your team is successful and they're out there for two minutes and score, or they have a three and out and it's like sixty you know sixty seconds, one minute. Um, and so you kind of get worn out as the games go on, and that's been their only issue this year. But how about – I think everybody should be a huge Virginia fan. And not, again, not just because it's Bronco and, and K-pop and all those guys, So we root for, but because now th- that could be two really good quality wins. Yeah. Hey, and I hate to say it to everybody, but now that Utah's in first place in the South, everybody ought to be rooting for Utah. Yeah. That's hard for people. Who cares? Wouldn't you want Utah to make a special have, have run knowing Utah, that BYU beat Utah? <laughs> have Utah win the South, beat Oregon. What if the Utah thing, goes to the Rose, Rose Bowl? Bowl. And, then, yeah. and let's have Virginia win – 
the ACC and Baylor win the Big 12, and then BYU can uh, claim the three conference championship. <laughs> right? The territorial yeah. championship. The territory yeah. of the of, – they could be North American champs. It's really hard for me to root for Utah ever. I'm just I know. Dave McCann that's, that's and a hard I thing to wrap your head camp, around. But, yeah. but in this case, it makes BYU look better. So. And to what end is, I guess, my question there is, like, yes, uh, no matter what, it could be like, well, we won that year. Um, but once BYU loses twice, it's tough. We're now fighting for, like, all right, let's finish in the top 15. That's sort of right. the goal at this point. And, then, and that's it, okay. Like, it doesn't, there's no New Year's Six possibility. Yes. And that's, that's sort of BYU football is like, what's the reality? Is a New Year's Six a reality? Probably not. When BYU's in the Big 12, maybe one year win it. That'd be incredible. It's probably going to be a multi loss year. That's all right. That's all right. But we'll have a conference championship that every year we'll go, hey, what if? What if? Yeah. With BYU football every year in Independence is what it was, oh, can BYU go undefeated somehow? And and that was really hard. And last year, BYU took a game on Wednesday just to try and bump itself up in the college football playoff. Didn't happen. That's all right. It was a special year. And this is a special year. So enjoy. What I'm saying is, enjoy the ride. And you know, Let's I enjoy this ride. It's interesting to me that people that, that were screaming like, "Hey, they're getting into a P5 conference now." I've always been, man. You got to get into a P5 conference because it gives you opportunities. You can have a one loss or even a two loss season and get into a New Year Six. Be in the conference, the conference title right? game, yeah. But but all this talk, they've just got to be in a conference regardless of what it is. They should go back to the Mountain West. They should join the American. I was in the WAC when I played. And frankly, Lavelle used to say, our number one goal is to win the conference. And we'd all go, yeah, whatever. Like, we did honestly, like, as players, we're like, this conference is not good. We dominated every year. How many championships have we won in a row? That's a given. We're going to win this conference. Who cares? Honestly, who cares? If we're not ranked in the top 15, then this season is a loss. So our, <laughs> so enti- our entire thing was, yeah. we got to be ranked. That That's what the standard was. Yeah, we're not... We're not in the conference that gets a lot of national recognition. Our deal is we got to be so we got to go out in these few preseason games and we got to be lights out. And then in our league, we got to just beat the crap out of people. Can I say crap on television? Absolutely. We got to beat yeah, the you, crap you out of people, did. and so that we can be ranked in the top fifteen. That was the goal. Not not Lavelle would say first and foremost, our number one goal is to win win the conference. And we'd all go, yeah, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Win the conference. No, that's not our goal. Our goal is to be a top 15 team. And then that even changed. Like when – when uh, so we lost the opener at Baylor down in Waco in 83. We thought we were going to be really special that year. And we were like, okay, let's not lose again. We went, we win out. And then the next year it was like rebuilding year. And we were like, rebuilding year. Let's go win a national championship. Kyle Morrell started talking about that before the season. Mm. So and when coach said let's That's win the, let, let's win the whack we were like yeah B- Maloney let's let's, <laughs> let's go win a national championship so Blaine we love the winning mentality yeah a love, competitor love, love. to his heart and we look forward to after further review tonight. Just do the scoring plays. That's all you need to do. Okay? Yes. That's, that'll that, fill that, the whole hour. It'll take two hours. <laughs> Nine touchdowns. Crazy. Okay, coming up, Samson Nakua on why he won't cry on Senior Day Saturday. Hey, and we've been talking about UTSA a ton, Jerem. UTSA Sports Nation. What about today? BYU and UTSA facing off in a bowl game? Could it happen? This is BYU Sports Nation. I've seen this game before. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU football with Kalani Sitake airs tonight on the BYU TV app. Join Gregor Brown, Kalani Sitake, guest Jaron Hall, who's also in the film room. Great breakdown by Jaron. And tonight's Deep Blue showcases Idaho assistant coach David Fiafia's son, Afu, 
who's a true blue hero as he battles cancer. 8.30 Eastern tonight on the BYU TV. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yes, I know. Now it's Meta. Meta Facebook. Is it officially Meta? Meta World Peace Facebook. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. ESPN NFL Nation reporter Rick uh, Rich Chimini reports that John Beck was on the Jets' sideline on Sunday in Jets gear and will remain there the rest of the season. What? Do you like the Jets bringing in John Beck to work with Zach for the rest of the season? Absolutely. That's our assumption. This is, is, a, that this is a brilliant idea. Why not bring in his private quarterbacks coach, who he trusts and who has done so many good things, and works with several NFL quarterbacks for that yes. matter? Like he's got the resume. Bring him in. Yeah. That's what helps Zach Wilson progress. Why not? Yeah, I think that's a great move. Uh, he's he's coached a bunch of guys: Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, and others. So Matt Ryan. I like that. Yeah. All right. Matt Ryan when he used to be good. Speaking of, he's been okay this year. Speaking of starting quarterbacks, the New Orleans Saints lose Jameis Winston for the year with a yeah. torn ACL. Sports Illustrated reporting the Saints could platoon Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon at quarterback. A dual quarterback system? How much do you hate this idea, Jerem? Obviously, we here at uh, the Brigham Young University Sports Nation would like Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback. So, yeah, I don't really like it. Uh, although, honestly, Taysom's most effectiveness is when he's the receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback, in a wildcat kind of thing type. Uh, if Taysom can uh, kind of expand his game in some way, great. But obviously, Taysom wants to be the guy. So, yeah, let him get some quarterback run. I saw enough from Taysom Hill in his multiple starts last season to think that he has earned the right to give it a go as the guy without having to platoon with Trevor Simeon. Like, I, I think he has earned that opportunity. If it doesn't work out, then maybe they try something yep. else. But let, let Taysom Hill be the guy for at least a game or two. How much do they like Trevor Simeon is the question. Because if they don't, then you go with Taysom. But if they Those. like him, then, you know, I don't know. Brett McMurphy projects BYU to play UTSA in the, Indep- there they are again. In the Independence Bowl and has the Cougars as a four-point favorite. Is BYU getting the P5 bump over a G5 in that projection? No, BYU is just a better team than UTSA on paper. Yeah, well, in the field, I would imagine. They have a better resume, which is why I think BYU should be above UTSA in the college football playoff rankings tonight. I don't know if that'll be the case, but no, it's because I think BYU is a better football team than UTSA is comprised of right yes, now. Yes, BYU won't get the P5 bump stuff until they're actually in a P5, and even then, it might take a year or two. All right, Jeremy. On to basketball. In their College Hoops preview, SI.com has BYU ranked 35th overall, one spot ahead of San Diego State, who they will face in November, and 30 spots ahead of St. Mary's. 30? 30 spots above the Gales. Is that an accurate gap between BYU and St. Mary's? I don't know. I haven't watched St. Mary's. I have no idea. Uh, But Ken Palm has uh, St. Mary's four spots behind BYU, for reference. Although he has San Francisco ahead of BYU. So, not a fan of that particular... uh, Preseason metric? I have no idea if this is an accurate gap. <laughs> How does anybody know in college basketball this early with that many teams and so much turnover? St. Mary's going to be better than last year. Like, they, were, they weren't good last year, right? They'll be better. It'll be easier. It'll be easy for St. Mary's to be better than they were last year. Because they were not, like I said, they were not great. Yeah, did they make the NIT? I have no idea because I don't pay attention to the NIT. Okay, I mean, coming right up. Now the West Coast Conference might be a three-bid league. Yeah, we hope so. Coming up, the top five shootouts in BYU history. And my conversation with BYU senior wide receiver Samson Nakua. How will he handle the emotions of senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? 
This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked to national champion quarterback Robbie Bosco about the BYU coach pacing by his math class on signing day, how he played on the injured knee in the Holiday Bowl in the 1984 season, and the influence his dad had on his career. Let's do it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It is time now that we turn our attention to some brotherly love, specifically Samson Nakua in that Nakua connection, who had the exact same number of yards receiving as his brother Puka, 107. Both had a touchdown, same game, same team, same family. Crazy. Samson Nakua is at the heart of my one-on-one conversation, BYU Sports Nation All Access. Samson, you told me after the win against Virginia on Saturday night that you were headed out to a Halloween party as Jack Sparrow. How was the Jack Sparrow Halloween experience? Man, it was good. It was actually, it was going to be good. And then I went home and took a hot shower, and it was game over. My bed was calling my name after that, (laughs) and I ended up going to sleep. (laughs) That shower got me, and I just took my bum right to bed and, uh, you know, got a nice, good sleep in and went to church the next Saturday. That Sunday, I was there. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm actually happy that you chose to do that because it was so late. Uh, but I also want to yeah. bring up the comfy that uh, you rock so well. When did this become a thing? How long has that been part of your wardrobe? Oh, a long time. I was rocking the pink one hard up at the U2, and uh, I had to bring it back down here and then pick up some more while I was down here. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, these things are the best thing. I can literally sleep anywhere with this on. <laughs> you catch me on the floor in the bathroom anywhere i'm like i'm sleeping everywhere (laughs) hey it's hard to uh avoid falling asleep wearing that after a hot shower after a long game like that so i I totally get it but as we push forward to senior day at lavelle edwards stadium how do you plan on handling the emotions of that game running out of the tunnel with your brother and with the team the last time this season man i'm definitely gonna hold back all my tears I will not shed a tear out there I'm going to be strong I'm going to take the dub and I'm going to go home go take that hot shower get back in my comfy and then cry myself to sleep because I'm so sad that I'm leaving Lavelle Edwards Stadium yeah it's been an incredible run for sure for you and for Puka and your entire family I know that Kai has enjoyed uh, waking up uh, most recently and seeing that both of his brothers scored touchdowns and got a big win but how have your expectations of what this BYU experience would be evolved from day one when you announced to where we are now? I, it actually met all my expectations um, from seeing Kalani and his leadership uh, last year during COVID and uh, witnessing the team in there uh, and just their run. Uh, it was just a, it was an awesome vibe that I loved, uh, and um, it was something that I definitely wanted to be a part of. Um, and dealing, uh, coming back home with my family. Um, I thought it was perfect um, just to be close home and uh, feeling that love and that positivity was what I needed to be, is where I needed to be. And uh, coming back home is perfect. Like everything has been planned out perfectly through God's timing and everything. And um, I wouldn't change a thing. It's gone exactly how it needed to go. BYU senior wide receiver Samson Nakua is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You just mentioned the word leadership from Kalani Satake. 
and you have worked yourself into a leadership role with this team. That's tricky given that you are a graduate transfer. So how has your role as a leader evolved since becoming a part of the BYU team? Um, it's definitely changed a lot more than I was even expecting, actually. Um, I thought I was just going to be focused way more on football. And, you know, I was like, I'm stepping in here as a senior grad. No one's going to really care too much about me. Like, I'm not going to be focused too much on the team. I'm just going to, you know, love the energy, come in and, you know, play some ball. But uh, as I stepped here, um, things didn't go my way. I got hit with a couple of physical injuries and mentally I wasn't there. And um, then I had a I had to sit down with Fessy and uh, Coach Kalani and just talk out with what, everything I was going through with life, with family and uh, with football. And um, they're able to help guide me and keep my head up and uh, just show me that their service there's more than just football there's more than just me um our true blue heroes deal with a lot more than whatever i'm dealing with and uh to be able to see their fights and um, them smiling constantly away um it just helped me just realize like i can be positive throughout all this i can help this team and bring the energy that they need when they're down and so when i'm not on the field hey i'm trying to pick you up uh, if we didn't score we didn't catch that ball it's on to the next one man we're going to come back and we're going to do our thing and we're going to get going and rolling so it's been uh, it's been really fun, honestly, being able to be the hype man and then coming in and make plays when needed to be too. So I've been loving it. Hey, you made big plays against Virginia on Saturday night for sure. At what point did you find out that you had the exact number of yards and both had a touchdown? Uh, speaking of you and Puka after the game was over, um, just when we were taking photos, well, I don't think my mom and my family didn't even know. Like we were just taking photos, <laughs> and then we went around taking photos with fans. And then the fans told me and while we were taking a picture with them, they're like, did you guys know you guys had the same stats? And I was like, what? That's insane. That's uh, it was my first career hundred year uh, yard night. And uh, to be able to share that with Puka and uh, it's just, it's all been a movie and it's been wonderful. Was the first play of the game drawn up way before that, or was that something that got signaled into right in the moment? Oh, we knew, we knew what we were going to do the whole week. Uh, we, drew up the play coach who had us practicing and running it. We knew where we were going to get, um, it was either going to go me or Puka, I think honestly. And, uh, Jaren decided to lob it up to me. And I was like, finally, here's my chance to go make a good play for everyone and show them that I'm just as good as Puka. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did it and I was, uh, I was just happy to make a play for the team. What's the best part about playing football with Puka as a brotherhood at BYU? Man, the celebrations hurt with him because I'm getting punched the whole time, but I love it. Honestly, I love every moment. Those celebrations, me being held back from the sideline, trying not to get a penalty to go celebrate with Puka, um, him getting the penalty with me, like everything just, I think the celebration and being able to cheer each other on and uh, being able to just see how far we've come along in this, uh, this journey of life and uh, journey of football. And it's just been cool to witness each other right now here in the college experience right now. Samson Nakua is on BYU Sports Nation. You were quoted uh, earlier this week that coming down to BYU helped you rediscover your love for football. Why is that? Um, football is a lot. Um, it demands a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes you stick to yourself and uh, you don't always express outward of how you're feeling. And um, I didn't know I missed my family as much as I I realized being back down here and I, I kept to myself a lot. Um, I distanced myself a lot from my family when I was up, up at the U2. I'm just trying to figure my way out through life. And um, 
I know everything's brought me back here and it's been wonderful. And uh, BYU just helped me realize that there's just so much more to than just me and just what I'm going through that service to others, service to my family and just sacrifice. Um, there's a, there's a lot in sacrifice. There's a bigger picture in the end for sacrifice and uh, being able to sacrifice a lot to come back down here to be with the family and uh, play the, find the love again was just totally worth it. The bigger picture has been worth it. And um, I'm enjoying every moment. Hey, we love to see that smile on your face. And I do need to ask you before you go, let's fast forward and say that BYU, who is already 4-0 against Pac-12 competition, beats USC to go 5-0 against Pac-12 foes. Should the Cougars somehow be able to play in a de facto Pac-12 championship game if that's the case? A hundred percent we should. I need a rerun at it, all right? I didn't get it the first time. You're giving me the second time. I'm telling you I'm taking it, all right? So they give it to us. We got to talk to the Pac-12 commissioner, all right? That's what we got to do. I got to talk to Kalani. We got to set it up, and we got to make it happen. <laughs> hey, let's let's absolutely pursue this, uh, even if it's in a bowl game. Give BYU, whoever wins the Pac-12 championship, that opponent in a bowl game will make it happen. Does that sound pretty good? That's – I didn't even think about that. That's actually perfect. We're doing that. I'm talking to Tom <laughs> Holmes. We're, we're getting it done. We're getting it done. <laughs> Samson, it's been a pleasure to talk with you, to have you at BYU this season. Let's give you some karma for a fabulous senior day against Idaho State. We'll talk to you again soon. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you, Cougar Nation. Samson Nakua, give BYU Oregon in a bowl game, Jerem. That'd be nice. Where are they going to go? Holiday or something maybe if they don't go to the Rose, if uh -huh. they don't win the Pac-12? Uh-huh. Holiday would be kind of that fun. That would be fun. A lot of history there. Yep, play on history. Where is the holiday at the new San Diego State venue? Is that since old Jack Murphy? I have no town? idea. I don't know either. Or is it played in SoFi it? Stadium in Los Angeles now? That'd be fun too. I know maybe, B BYU wants to play a game there. I know that. Okay. At SoFi. Yeah, yeah maybe it is in the San Diego State uh, venue. I don't know, look it up during maybe the Maybe they break. just play in the, on the grounds. They play it at Petco Park. Oh, Home Pet of the Padres at Petco Park. Lame. Trust me, I've been I've been baseball to multiple field. bowl games in a baseball field situation. Just different BYU and otherwise. Uh -huh. No, uh -huh. no. Coming up today's rise and shoutouts, and it's top five Tuesday featuring the top five shootouts all time in BYU football history. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Keith Solano taking back to LaBelle Edwards Stadium to relive a dub full of treats. Check it out on the BYUSN Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube account. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines and on the heels of that Unforgettable shootout against Virginia last Saturday. We present the top five shootouts in BYU football history. Start us off, Jerem. Number five, 2016, BYU versus Toledo. This was an all-timer. 55-53, BYU ends up winning this one. Spoiler alert. Jamal Williams ran for a school record 286-5. This was the first play of the game, 75 yards. That day, Spencer's Y factor was, or bold prediction, was that Jonah Trenman would go for a, 
uh, 100 plus yards, or someone would. Yep. He had 75 on the first play. He did not get another catch that game. <laughs> Taysom Hill threw for 248 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt ran for 146 and a touchdown. Bury trailed by one with 111 to go. Red Almond, 19-yard field goal as time expired. BYU won, 55-53, and boom goes the dynamite. It was all about Jamal, 286 Incredible. yards. Rushing five touchdowns. Incredible. Number four. We need to look no further back than last Saturday's game against Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia. BYU jumped out to an early 21-0 lead in the first seven minutes. Virginia answered with 35 points in the second quarter to take a lead at the half, only to watch BYU hold the Cavaliers to seven points in the second half and win 66-49. Tyler Algier rushed for a career-high 266, tied that Jamal Williams record with five touchdowns. Jaron Hall, 349 passing yards. The Nakua brothers both went for over 100 receiving. BYU's offense had 734 yards. 66 points, school record against Power 5 opponents. Number three, 1991, BYU and San Diego State. This is the 52-52 game. Crazy, BYU trailed 45-17. Tied Hammer led them back, 599 yards. Jamal Willis scored the game winner with 30 seconds. At number two, 2013, at the home of the NFL's Houston Texans. BYU goes back and forth all game with Houston until the Cougars in blue escape with a 47-46 win thanks to an all-time performance of Taysom Hill. 417 yards passing, four touchdowns, ran for over 100 on the ground. He's one of nine quarterbacks ever in college football to go for over 400 passing and over 100 rushing, four passing touchdowns. Skyler Ridley scored the game winner, 11-yard touchdown with just over a minute to play. Incredible game. Number one, 1996. I never thought of this as a shootout, but it totally is. BYU and Texas A&M, the season opener, part of a 14-1 Cotton Bowl winning season. BYU takes down new member of the Big 12, Texas A&M. Sark threw for 536 and six touchdowns. Unforgettable, the KO punch. BYU wins 41-37. Our question of the day, where does BYU need to be in the college football playoff rankings tonight for you as a fan to feel happy? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Y4 Life1984. Deep down, I really want to be top 16 to 18, so BYU still has a very small shot at the New Year's Six. However, if BYU no, gets in no. the top 20 and gets to play an undefeated UTSA team in the Independence Bowl, I'd be thrilled with that too. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about volleyball at number six? Awesome. Love it. Our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Samson Nakua. Sorry to Dennis. No time. We're Jeremiah. I'm Spencer. Shoutout to Sky Povey. We'll see you tonight on the BYU TV app for brand new episodes of After Further Review and BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Go Cougs. The KO Punch!